From the Standing Stone Farm Studio right outside downtown Nashville, it's time for the most ridiculous sports podcast in the world. So sit back, relax, and listen as Bobby Butler and Brandon Bond crack open a cold one and talk all things hockey, pop culture, and complain about everyday situations. It's the Pucks Out Podcast on the Penalty Box Radio Network. Welcome into another episode of the Pucks Out Podcast. I'm Bobby. He's Brandon. Hey-o. You can find us in the three majors of social media at Pucks Out Pod. Now let's crack open a cold beer and let's get after it. Oh, and she's Harper, bro. Oh, and we got, Harper's got here. the dog back. Oh, she's not on the bed. She's not on her bed, so I didn't see her. She, she hates you. She's laying by <laughs> oh, me, man. Yeah. She definitely seems like she hates me every time I come over. <laughs> Ooh, <sighs> that's a good beer. Sweetwater sweet Blue, man. Sweetwater Blue, bro. In the cans. You said to me earlier, you said, oh, I've never had them in the cans before. Very similar to in the bottles. Well, no, for some beers, yeah. Not the same for Corona. Corona cannot be said. The, yeah, see, the but can I, Corona is garbage. That's in your mind, nah, bro. That's dude, in your mind. We'll test. I will bring can and a bottle, and we will. I will blind. We will blind. I'll test tell you that. though. I I'll tell you one. Guinness. Guinness in the can to me. Ugh. Where's me out? So it's if gross. it's the one with the uh, the little like nice air ball, the air ball thing inside, them, dude. it's well as a Guinness drinker, it's not bad. But there are some that literally say on the side, "Don't drink it out of the can." Like yeah. pour it. and those ones, yeah. But then there are some that are designed to be drank from the can. And I love. Not. I'll tell you what I do love though the the Guinness Blonde. Yeah, big fan of it. Yeah, actually, but that's you know? actually um what what my binge is later. Oh, yeah. I didn't even look. I didn't yeah. even see it. I don't, I don't pay attention to any of your thing, any, any of your name on here, man, bro. <laughs> but anyway, don't forget to check us out on What a Maneuver to get all the apparel you need. Check us out on Patreon and YouTube. And uh, also still on Twitter. Uh, you, we have passed the time to get the second uh, entry in. But if you go on to Twitter uh, and retweet and like our pinned tweet, you will be entered in to win a $50 NHL shop card. Um, but anyway, how you been this week, buddy? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just, uh, you know, same as always, just, just working, you know, hanging out, uh, not doing a lot. Got my, got my dental work done. So, nice. uh, so I've been having to, you know, make sure I, I still have wet sockets, you know, cause you don't want dry sockets. <laughs> I don't think anybody calls them wet sockets, but I've been having Stephanie check my wets <laughs> and I, and I had her tell her boss, uh, you know, Tell him what I said, because that's, you know, has anybody ever thought of that type of deal? It is, uh, he did not like it. It was gross to him. And I can, I can see why that, that would be gross. But now it's become like a household joke. I'm like, hey, you want to check my wet? <laughs> Which, you know, out of context, probably seems ridiculous. Yeah. But feeling great. River Springs Dental. Shout out. Shout out. You know, got they gave a coffee cup. I told, I said, look, man, we got, we had so many downloads in the month of August. I think that you're probably going to have to pay us for that shout out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we had a fantastic month. Yeah. Man. Just about almost 800 up from uh 300 the month before. So dope, dude. doing really great. dope. How about you? What do you, what have you been up to, man? Got a new chainsaw. Oh, nice. A yeah. little new toy that I got to use. I had to drive about an hour about and a half to, say, to McMinnville from Shelbyville to get it. I was about to say. Got that. You're in Shelbyville. The, what seems to be the chains, chainsaw capital of the world. And how did the world 
is all of Shelbyville out and of Murfreesboro Chainsaw. because we went like originally I went to Murfreesboro to look to, for one and they said they had one available mm-hmm. uh, not the it. one I wanted they had a bunch of small ones but if yeah. I'm gonna get a new chainsaw I mean I'm gonna yeah, get like a 20 go inch big. yeah you gotta yeah. go big yeah. and then they didn't they were out uh, I think because it was a, a couple days before the big storm came everyone started buying them but like <laughs> I've been in the market for a chainsaw now for about three months and finally decided well because my mom had a tree fall on her property that I needed, mm-hmm. needed it so I was like oh right. yay Megan I gotta get a chainsaw uh, now I guess I gotta go grab the so old saw. I, I get a, a new one it's broken and I think it's user error until the guy at, at Lowe's is like oh yeah this is definitely the carburetor is broken on this oh, yeah and you're Switching. like oh <laughs> you're like oh yeah the the carburetor that's uh, that's my second guess <laughs> <laughs> but uh so we placed it and it's a dope ass chainsaw you got to use it uh get there it's a little bit smaller of a uh, tree than I thought didn't need a big chainsaw right. but now I have it never well, I mean, know yeah, I mean, never well, know when I have to go on the lamb and have to become a lumberjack. I think it would, yeah. Well, I think it would have been doper if you would have got one of those like two people saws, <laughs> the the manual ones. You know, or I, those a, are dope. or get a two person electric where just two people sit on the side and just push the button at the same time. You ever seen where the red fern grows? No. Oh, really? Don't even know what that is. Really? Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it was a book, but it, you know, it's a it's a movie. Basically, this kid gets you know hunting dogs. And, uh, you know, they hunt raccoons and the first, you know, he went and snuck off from his parents and it's an older movie. Isn't that the movie where like the dog gets like, uh, rabies little, and he has to put it down? Yeah. Cujo? Yeah, bro. You know, Big Dan and Little Ann. That's what the, those were the so dogs I thought that movie names. was called Cujo. No, it's Cujo. Oh. <laughs> No, so just but, the uh, same plot? But yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I've never seen Cujo. So. I mean, neither have I. <laughs> well, so how do you, so you even know the plot? You been, I mean, yeah. But, the people know plots of movies they've never seen. Yeah, but so he has to. I mean, I've never seen Forrest Gump, but I know the plot because basically the 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 hunting dogs they tree the raccoons, and then basically you have to chop the tree down, and then the dogs just kill the. Seems like better to get animal. dogs that would just catch it before it goes up the tree. That seems like a lot of extra work. Well, they track it. You know, like they know where it is. I mean, raccoons are pretty smart, dude. You know, I mean, they don't call them trash pandas for nothing. Okay. I mean, not that that makes any sense for, for being smart, but, uh, but so essentially he has to, because he went and snuck the, and got the dogs without his father's permission, the first tree that they tree a raccoon up in, all he has is like a little handheld hatchet. And he's like, you got to chop it down, man. And he makes him chop down this tree with like a baby hatchet. And so, you know, it's a lesson. It's an early part of the movie. It's not a bad movie. I, you know, it's a pretty good book, too. That's a so. weird, like, why? That's a weird lesson to have to teach. Like, well, he snuck you, off to get the, I mean, you know, it's like, it's not you, like we're you, cell phones You learned and stuff. from me how to do this. So you went out and did it by yourself no, no, properly. He, and now he you asked, have to- he asked his father if he could get these hunting dogs. And his dad was just like, no, you know, let's not type of deal. And then he sneaks off and gets them anyway. You know, so, I mean, at that point, it's a good movie. You should watch it. You know, it doesn't seem like it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good movie. It's sad. A little sad. There's some death involved. So maybe 2020 is not the best year to see it in. Maybe it, maybe it is the best year to, you know, prepare yourself for upcoming September. (laughs) Well, it's not getting happier because, uh, one thing we do want to talk (sighs) touch on is the passing of Chadwick Boseman, man, Uh, you know, rest in peace to the King. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, King T'Challa, you know, uh, 
I can't imagine Black Panther being played by anybody else. No, and you know we we will eventually talk about the future of Black Panther, but not today. No, no, I don't uh, feel yeah. like that's uh you know that's not. That's not, not a, you know, that's yeah, not, not appropriate. appropriate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because because at this point, I mean, we we definitely will talk about it. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, he, he meant wouldn't want to so not, much to so many uh, people, you know, both close to him and fans. Cancer sucks, bro. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that, and you know, the best part is uh, obviously looking for a silver lining. He spent a lot of his time visiting kids with cancer and like nobody even knew that he had yeah. colon cancer. What a, I mean, he filmed, he's had it for four years. He filmed. Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame, all, you know, while uh, what would you would have to imagine of Man, massive, Civil massively, War, massively suffering. Yeah, probably Civil War as well. I mean, what a, you know, what a, what a sad thing to kind of see come across your screen. Yeah, you know? dude, I, I mean, when I saw the news report, I, I like, because really, we just said Chad Roseman. I was like, wait a second. Uh, they, that's a typo. They, didn't, they did not mean Chadwick Boseman. I, fir- I first saw it when you know we've been playing a lot of Marvel Strike Force. Shout out to Hydra Taco Stand. That's the first place I saw it. You know, yeah. so that was a that was not a not a not a great thing to see. Obviously, obviously, you never want to see anybody die yeah. or anything like that. But I mean, that's a that was sad. the good thing is that his family got to release the news. It wasn't some TMZ yeah. report or anything like that. Uh, and I know we're going to preview, you know, we're going to finish up The Hobbit this week, Battle of Five Armies, and we're going to kind of preview, we're going to do uh, do a special Black Panther review, talk, discussion yeah, next, next week. week. I'll tell you what we should do, though, and that's a movie I've never seen that I would really love to see. We need to do 42. 42 I haven't dude. seen it yet. 42. That seems like such a dope movie, and what a great story yeah. uh, anyway. And so, so to kind of tie in with our sports podcast yeah i mean i think that would and be I, I mean i watched black panther for the first time this past week because even though we did the big marvel discussion well, you know when i got back into marvel heavily it was right before um infinity War. like I, I had been watching keeping up with them but when i binged it i didn't have a lot of time so and like i knew that the actual plot of you black panther didn't not. have a lot to do with the infinity stones i you know so i think i did like a movies and minutes thing on it i really really loved that movie a whole no, it's lot really dude. good i really loved it and it was almost while well, i see you know what you why you did that it was actually almost so refreshing to me that it had nothing to do with yeah. the infinity stones but Wakanda itself plays such an important part and yeah. important role in. The, I mean, that's where the final battle happens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, obviously we're going to talk about him a little bit later. But my boy Martin Freeman yeah. kills it as usual. You know uh, what a cool story. And Michael B. Jordan. That was that was. Uh, you know, at, at at the risk of sounding rude, Michael B. Jordan is one of the few people that I could actually see being black panther it's you know but he did such an amazing job as killmonger yeah let's save some of this yeah uh uh, but yeah rest in peace we we put an instagram post up about it uh you know wakanda forever baby everything you need to know about what's happening on the ice it's time for news from inside the boards The Vegas Golden Knights are the fewest 
uh, I guess, fewest games to reach 25 postseason wins. 38 games uh, beat previous record of 43 by the Oilers and the Islanders. They are killing it, dude. I mean, even even with, and we, we've talked about it a, a little bit, not, not at great length, <clears throat> but the rules that were set up for expansion were, uh, were you know, different. Yeah. But, dude, even so, a lot of their people that they pulled over were dead in the water. Wild Bill Carlson was a touted prospect that, was just, oh, uh, he's not able to do, you know, yeah. he came from Columbus. Is that correct? Uh, maybe. I'm not sure. But, I mean, a lot of people like to talk shit about Vegas because of those rules. I think the people you need to talk shit about are the GMs who let those players yeah. go. Well, they mean, obviously couldn't make those players work. Vegas did. I mean, it's not like they just had the pick of the litter. I mean, the teams had had the ability to save these players. Yeah, I mean, and it's 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 a strategy thing for for GMs. It's not like I mean, you know, taking in for the first year, bringing in the real deal, James Neal. We've talked about it. There's no way that for the future of your franchise, you could save a guy with one year on his yeah. contract. Um, but I mean, you know, guys like William Carlson, be able to go from from Columbus. I mean. It's not like he was lighting it up in Columbus and you thought that you needed to keep him. I mean, maybe you can look back and say, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah. But- so in three seasons at Columbus, he uh, will we'll say two because he only had one game play or three game played in the first year and had two points. Uh, he had 20 points in the, the second year and 25 points his next year. Immediately jumping up to forty nine points his yeah. first year with Vegas. One, I mean, they get a they had they had a really good opportunity. With I'm goal. sorry, my my apologies. Seventy eight points. I was looking at his plus minus. He jumped from twenty five <laughs> to seventy eight. <laughs> well, and because of how the rules were set up, and in, and how teams are equipping themselves now with good goaltenders, you can only protect one goalie. So he had a really good opportunity for to bring in Mark Andre Fleury. You know, I mean, Pittsburgh, it was hard for you to say, oh, well, you should have protected Flurry, the guy at the the end of his career, when you have Matt Murray, a guy who's won two cups with you. You yeah. know, so, I mean, they did a really good job of of building that roster. Yeah. And let's be honest, we don't we don't want to see teams go what the Preds went through when they were expansion We don't. I no, do. Well, <laughs> I think it's for the sport. The sport doesn't want to see teams struggle for six or seven seasons. Sure. Now, I don't think anybody could have foreseen no. the, um, like, we'll split the difference a little bit. Right. I right. Mean, De- definitely, you know, you definitely didn't want to see this, but it, like you said, it is good for hockey. It is really good for hockey. And, if, and, and honestly, if there is a place in the league that really deserve or place in the country that really deserved this and to have an immediately good professional sports team. It was Vegas. You could definitely argue with that. Uh, Basically the, the precipice of all sports and everything about sports has not had a professional sports team. I think it, I think it's well-deserved. I think Vegas has gone from the, not that there isn't, but the debauchery laden city out west that you go and fun and you can't take also your kids there. The best city. You can't take your kids there. That kind of thing. It's it's 
it's produced more of a you're yeah. able to take your family to Vegas should you well, want to. Honestly, you've been able to take your I mean, my parents are taking me to Vegas for t- almost 25 years now. Bobby, so. that is that, Bobby, that is not a great example <laughs> for, you know, family values that we want to project <laughs> on this uh, on this this podcast. People know you. And so, like, <laughs> that's not a selling point of taking your kids to Vegas. That's the opposite, honestly. <laughs> And you had family there too, bro. That doesn't even count. But I know what you're saying. You've gone a while, but like even even your more conservative family, maybe not the most hardcore yeah. conservative families, but you know, I mean, it's not a crazy thing to take you yeah. because they do have so much available. Yeah. And I mean, there's so, only like five strip clubs I was able to get into when I was 12. So it's not only like all. five, <laughs> only five. To be fair, you were probably bigger at 12 than the bouncer. So, yeah. I mean, it was no question for, for them. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it really adds to being able to go to Vegas and go into a hockey game and, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. And now football, now football. Yeah. And what's crazy is like we've seen like what sports can do to a city, like the the, the amount of income it brings in. You add that <laughs> onto an already booming city that didn't have an issue. Yeah. I mean, they're going to the, what they will be able to do with that with that surplus is, you know, hopefully they spend it wisely. But, uh, it, you know, I can't. It'll be nice. To, the uh, the Raiders stadium looks dope. I almost said the Oakland State, the, the Vegas Raiders stadium is yeah. going to be dope. I hope hard knocks next year is with them. So. We, you know, now that um, now that he is out of the playoffs officially, let's talk some potential landing spots for Taylor Hall. What I mean, and I pulled an article, and they have about seven potential landing spots um, within this Sportsnet article. Rory Boylan is uh, who wrote this. Um, any of those seven that I that I put on the dock standing out to you? I'll, I, I'll read through them real quick while so, you think on yeah. this. The the Yotes are one. Uh, the Avs, uh, the Habs, the Stars, the Flames, the Penguins, and then uh, the Oilers. And I have in parentheses here, LOL, because that would be so funny if he ended up playing uh, playing hockey at the for the Oilers again. <laughs> uh, but yeah, any of those that, that really stand out. I'm gonna if we're being honest. Funnily enough, I think the one that makes the most sense is the Oilers. They need yeah. a guy like him, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, what is their caps? Do they have the caps? I'd, I'd, they have yeah. 10 million in cap space. Yeah, I mean, that would that sounds like it'd be pretty close to enough. It better be. But they have it seems like they have a lot more that well, they need. Here's the just, thing though. Um they they the Oilers, they have a lot of needs right now. That's they, what I'm they saying. Need to, they, yeah. they need to put someone between the posts, dude. So you're talking about bringing if they bring in Taylor Hall, what money does that then leave them with to get a goaltender? It leaves them with it leaves them with nothing, which is classic Oilers. That would be the exact thing. (laughs) They traded him for peanuts, and then they're gonna overpay. And then they're gonna overpay him to come back. (laughs) We could have got you well before your uh, MVP season. Possibly by now, getting you to take a hometown discount. Yeah, because you guys have won a couple cups or something, but. Uh, but I'll tell you some some teams on this on this list that hurts though, bro. If he goes to the Avs, I'm gonna, oh, I'm not gonna be happy about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I want. If he goes him. to the Penguins, I'm not gonna be happy about that. I like, I would like the Flames landing yeah, spot. I think the Flames <laughs> isn't a. I mean, man, him and Johnny Hockey would. I know. 
I'm really surprised that the Preds aren't on this list. I would um, imagine. I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm going to imagine the cap space isn't looking um, Taylor Hall esque. Yeah, for right. us right now. I mean, the Flames. We just talked about them. They have just shy of 17 mil in cap space. Yeah. Uh, Penguins have roughly nine million. Yeah, no, we have we have we have uh, two point three million in cap yeah. space. Not you think you'll take two point three mil. Well, I mean that's assuming <laughs> that we have to you know get rid of uh, Grandland and probably Craig Smith and probably somebody else. But no, um, as much as I would love for him to come here, I uh, I foresee him going to uh, the Flames. Yeah, Flames honestly, look good. the Dallas Stars. I'm Although <laughs> Montreal Habnadians with eighteen point three. And some good youth. I think he would be a fantastic addition to that team, especially with what we saw in this playoffs. Uh, none of these spots are are necessarily bad landing spots, though. I think that he would. I mean, he's the type of player that seems like he would fit in really anywhere. Yeah, I'm just gonna say uh, him with the Avs, bad spot. Don't like yeah, that. Well, Don't like that at well, all. Well, <laughs> I think that's a personal. You do not. You do not like that spot. Um, I think that he would fit in fantastically yeah, I there. Don't want, <laughs> I don't want him in the central, and three oh. of these teams will have him in the central because since the Yotes are going to be in the central next year. Yeah, I just. Um, you know, I'm not. Uh, I am hoping that he, he not, has I would ripped prefer, us apart for years. I would prefer him be if if we have to pick. I would prefer him be on the Yotes though of the yeah. other teams that uh, you know that are that are available uh, because he's still going to rip us apart. But at least there's not like 13 other players to help him yeah. rip us apart. <laughs> Terry Chris has becomes the first hockey player in the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Oh, crispy. Yeah. I mean, I think he deserves it. I think the next one will probably be Pekka. So, yeah, I think that's a, that, you know, and I, I guess he's still playing. I don't know what the protocol is for the Tennessee Sports sure. Hall of Fame, but I mean, you would have to imagine that Shea Weber will be there, right? Yeah. I mean, the, he yeah. provided so much to this city, even if he ends up playing a majority of his career yeah. in, in so Montreal. So maybe Pekka's not the next, but I assume it would go, obviously, I think Crispy is the first one is awesome. I, I would, think Leguan, Leguan yeah. and uh, Weber, Weber and Pekka will be there. the next three. Uh, Pekka would definitely need to be there. Uh, I mean, there's I still there's think some Barry Trotz should, find, should have a yes, place in there, too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Barry Trotz and, uh, and I guess David Poyle, obviously, oh, yeah. would, would, need, uh, would need a spot there as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what the protocol is to become in the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Maybe I should have done some research, but I feel like that would go in the face of... Well, I didn't all, do any research either. Well, I know, but that would just blow... That would just go in the face of what everybody expects from me yeah. after 33 episodes. So, <laughs> um, so yeah. So, hey, congrats to, uh, to old Crispy. Now that you know what's happening inside the boards, time for the rest of the headlines with... News from outside the boards. Let's see. Uh, former NBA All-Star Clifford Robinson and Sixth Man of the Year dies at 53 uh, after his year-long batter battle with uh, lymphoma. Uh, yeah, I just threw it on there because, I mean, he was uh, a pretty well-known basketball player. And, you know, he, he passed. I don't have a whole lot to say about it, but... Uh, you know, I just feel like it was deserving of a mention. You know, I mean, we like to pride ourselves in being everything sports. We literally have an outside the NHL <laughs> section. Uh, so I feel like we, you know, if we're going to gonna shout out Chadwick Boseman, then we need to shout out any, any big sports figures that also um, may have passed. So 
Uh, Leonard Fournette <clears throat> released by the Jags. Oh, uh, what? Whew, man. The fact that did you, like the team talked about it, they tried getting like a sixth, seventh, eighth round pick for him, and nobody yeah. would give them anything for him. Yeah, they actually. I mean, he's a talented. I mean, he is a talented football player. I'm surprised there nobody. Were some team, there were some teams that were like, "You give me a seventh <laughs> round pick." No, that doesn't. It actually doesn't surprise me at all. Once you once it's out there that you're shopping him for nothing. Yeah. Then it's cut city. You know. I mean, I'm not paying what he's what he's getting paid now and trading an asset away for it. When I got a chance to sign him in a few days, when you cut him yeah. type of deal, I think he'll, um, I think he'll, he'll take a pretty team friendly contract. You would, you would imagine that he would, uh, landing spots, uh, Vegas odds, I think have, have the bears as a, as the top, Ooh. top option. It's not a bad landing spot. I'll tell you, wherever he goes realistically is bad for fantasy football, uh, which is, you know, where we discuss a lot. I mean, it's going to hurt one of your draft picks for sure. You know, where if he goes somewhere that, um, I mean, because like you just said, he is a talented guy. He, yeah. He's a very talented guy. He's not going to get the uh, going to get the share that he got in Jacksonville. Uh, but he is definitely going to take away from from some teams. I I'm very scared. I'll tell you where I'm very. I hope it's the Bears personally. I'm scared that Do he's they have going David to Montgomery the, right there right now. Yeah, and I mean he may may not be ready for. He has a growing thing right now. He may not may may or may not be ready. Um, some deeper dynasty style leagues or or um, or higher. PPR value leagues that's going to hurt hurt Tariq Cohen. I am super scared that he is going going to land at the on the Eagles, dude. And my Miles Sanders, yeah, does I just drafted Miles like Sanders yesterday. Although honestly, it might it, for dynasty wise and how deep our dynasty league is, it may provide some benefit. So Sanders isn't just taking that whole workload, um, which, you know, not being the biggest back in the world, it might be beneficial in a year long league. Sure. I can see why you would say, oh, I don't want that at all. But for long term, me having Miles Sanders on my team forever, it may provide some benefit there. Um, heard some other talks about. I think the Jets. Were That's what on I heard the, too. Until um, I think so. Right before we recorded, uh, Kamara, uh, Alvin Kamara, which we were, he's next up on the dock. Um, the Saints have announced that they are shopping him, and I saw one of the teams that or had shown interest are the Jets. So okay. I could see. I mean, I could see him going to the Jets. Yeah, I think. I think doing honestly, a one-two punch with Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, um, or just a. Two punch because Le'Veon Bell has not provided much punch uh, <laughs> as of late. Um, the the Jets would, might, might be a good option. Uh, I mean, I would. My thought process is uh, my thought process on on Adam uh, Adam Gase, whereas the fantasy footballers call him Mister B Hole, and I love that so much because it's so true. I just I would I would lose some interest. We had a draft last night, and um, the I was pick number two, and so I just naturally assumed 
I'm getting Saquon Barkley, yeah. I guess, you know? And I assumed I had to make a decision between you had Alvin to make Kamara a decision. and somebody else, which I, at the time, like right before it started, I was like, all right, I'm not taking Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I'll take Zeke. I wouldn't Zeke. have either in that first round. Zeke would have been, the, been yeah. my choice there as well. Uh, but then the first drafter was not there and it auto picked. And I, you know, I know I'm not so sure that there was, I mean, how does so it take? Here's what I did. I did it some, I searched on Reddit and apparently on, on Reddit, people are talking about the sleeper app where it just, it just picks. So what it does is it looks at computer algorithm. So type of deal. It, it, it's a punishment for miss for an auto. You're in good. Your, your first, it doesn't do it, it for the should. rest. But so first the second round and on, it takes the next ADP mm-hmm. for the first round. It looks at everyone with a one point with a first round ADP and, and random, random number, random picker from the first, from the first round ADPs. So oh. it could have been, you know, it looks at our, it was a 10 man league. I believe yes. it says, okay, between 1.01 and 1.10. Yeah, but the thing is, it, it would it must have been because okay, well you're saying first round, yeah, so, so only the first round. Average. Okay, well, I was about to say that's that would be impossible because McCaffrey would always be the only one with an average of one. But yeah, so I got lucky yeah. that uh, it took uh, for old Melissa it took uh, it took Camara. And so I got CMC uh, number one. I broke a. I, I took, broke, and I took Saquon. So I was like, dope, I, man. I, I broke a. I broke you know one of my rules in, in that league. Yeah, and you and screwed I, me because I was because I'm a habitual rule breaker for I that. Know. And I was like, ah. well, it's not you know it's not technically one of your rules if you're always breaking it, Bobby. You <laughs> uh, just, well, on paper, I'm a. You know, I'm like, oh, late quarterback, but it's always Lamar Jackson who breaks you, that rule. Your for boy me. took Lammer. Yeah, yeah. Your boy took Lamar Jackson in the third round. Although I just feel like the difference level of him and the next quarterback yeah. because of his floor is so wide. Although I'm, I, you know, I'm not feeling my Tyreek Hill pick. Yeah, you know I'm, how I don't feel about dude, how I, you I know can. I love Tyreek Hill. He I've I named teams after him. I I mean I wasn't even going to take him that early. Yeah, I, I just I, I just felt like look, man. I'm boomer busting. I, you know, I got Jonathan Taylor. I got some rookie. I got Cam Akers. I did. I did pair Jonathan Taylor with Marlon Mack, though. So I feel like that was a good. Uh, yeah, usually I feel better about drafts than I do about the one last night, man. I felt pretty good. I feel like I felt mine decent. is my 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 feeling on that draft was if things land right, I probably have the best team in the league. Yeah. If things don't go my way. I could be. Yeah, some of the guys on the hurting. on the Facebook group of the team that this is in said that Faceless No Man has the best, and I was like, oh, I don't, it's not, dude. The auto, you know, the auto drafts didn't do bad last night. No, I de- I definitely don't disagree that he has a very strong team. Got Drew Brees fairly late. But I feel like the problem is with that dope, uh, with that with that great auto draft is there's no there's no shots. There's it, it takes the he has a good team. But it doesn't seem like he has any boomer bust type guys that'll yeah. win you a league. Yeah, and so that's that was. And the he actually problem. was one of the few that had an excuse because I always forget he's in Australia. He's an Australian, so he was dropping his kids off at school when we were drafting. So yeah, well, they were, they, we wouldn't have found a time so that worked for him and us. So there was no excuse because don't have kids, bro. Well, you know <laughs> that was your fault. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. Uh, let's see. So we talked about uh, Kamara, but um, not really though. So where do you think Kamara would fit in the best, though, outside of uh, New Orleans? Uh, fit in for fantasy, for fantasy him. or or just actually fitting in? Ah, you know where um, he the he Patriots, fit man. Yeah, I mean, he'd be dope every, there. He would do well, well with. I mean, with Bill Belichick, he'd do good well pretty obviously. much anywhere except the Jets. I mean, it's just a 
pure team and selfish option. I mean, a one-two Derrick Henry Kamara punch right there. That'd be not too bad. It's an expensive two-punch. Punch. <laughs> I mean, it's heavy-hitting punches, though. Um, the Jets, if they weren't coached by Mr. B-Hole, that, will, that would, be a, would be a decent landing spot if they had a, had a real coach. I'm thinking that, I mean, for, for fantasy-wise, the Bears also a decent option for, Hit, for uh, Kamara. You know, a decent one-two punch. Him and Nick Chubb. That would be a... Yeah, with, with Kareem Hunt there, I mean, it's a, it's a tough sell. And then he also has to go to Cleveland. That's, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, there's a, there's a lot of good... I mean, his skill set is different than Fournette's, where Fournette kind of needs to fit into a role. Not that he's necessarily a role player, but if you're bringing him on this late, it's more of he has a role. Whereas Kamara can can play a, you know, a, a good third down pass catching back option, superstar, you know, playing the slot if necessary, two running back combos. Uh, whereas Leonard Fournette's more of a bruiser. I think that, I mean, there's just really so many places yeah. that he would fit in really well. And he could just end up staying with New Orleans. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah. The, the, but I don't so know. Late. Once a team kind of comes out and says we're actively shopping, I mean, I don't know what, like, who's his backup there? Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray. That's not yeah. bad. And then Taysom Hill just is everyone's not, backup there. He's not, he's not horrible. It's not a horrible backup, but I mean, I don't know that Latavius Murray is a, number one back but then again you're talking about the saints offense where they don't even need a number one back you know i mean there were years that pierre thomas was yeah dominating and he wasn't necessarily a great I mean, as long as there's somebody back, there to put a ball in the air for michael thomas to catch that's you're, yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah well and i mean you know latavius murray can get it done for what's necessary uh tampa bay might be a really good landing option for for yeah. uh, for Camara, especially you know? with uh, having someone with the knowledge and able to do the short. Especially now in his, with Tom Brady, who can you know get a short pass out quick and accurate to somebody like Camara. That that would be a solid. Here's choice. what I would do: I would tr- if I I would I would just trade all of my receivers, my tight ends, except for DJ Moore, and bring him to the Panthers. And those those are your three receivers: DJ Moore. <laughs> Alvin Kamara and CMC. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah. So uh, even Usain Bolt isn't fast enough to get away from coronavirus. He has been diagnosed uh, fastest man on earth. Now COVID it up, vid it up, bro. Now I think that makes it fair for racing. Usain <laughs> Bolt. Now it's like, dude's going to be short of breath. Let's go. Now's the time. <laughs> yes. You know what's going to happen, dude? He, he is such a freak athlete. Uh, he's actually infecting COVID. COVID's he, not infecting COVID, him. COVID. Which COVID. might not be good, which means it may adapt to him. And it'd be like, it's fast now, dude. Yeah. It's flying through everybody, bro. He's doing it for us. Yeah. He's trying to. But also, I'm pretty sure this is how superheroes are made. When someone like him gets a virus, like this is how I'm the saying. flash was made. This is, the, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm going to be paying attention to this uh to this storyline very closely yeah nba playoff update uh, i know that you're not a huge nba guy but again want to throw the update out there uh within the west first round uh lakers beat the trailblazers for one clippers beat the mavericks for two uh we got two game sixes one tonight which we're recording on tuesday uh the first 
Uh, got Nuggets and Jazz. They're tied at three at Game 7. Always dope. Game 7s are always amazing. Uh, the Rockets Thunder, another Game 7. That's tomorrow on uh, Wednesday, 9-2, a day before this podcast comes out. So we'll have the full West set um, by the time this podcast comes out. But the East, already done. Bucks beat the Magic 4-1. Raptors beat the Nets 4-0. Celtics beat the 76ers, 4-0. Heat beat the Pacers, 4-0. And uh, so the round two preview, the Lakers are going to play either the Rockets or the Thunder. Clippers are going to play either the Nuggets or the Jazz. And in the East, we're already playing in round two. Uh, Bucks are playing the Heat, and Heat are leading 1-0. Raptors are playing the Celtics. Celtics lead 1-0, and they have a game today, the first. Um, Tuesday. So it will be uh, two games in by the time this podcast comes out. So we'll do a review when this round ends as well. Like, yeah. like I said, we don't want, we don't need to talk about uh, it. Well, a whole well lot. we can talk about it a little bit. So I obviously, oh, hey, RC. I didn't, <laughs> I felt something <laughs> touching my leg. <laughs> um, but anyway, so obviously like I don't, actively watch basketball but it's a sport i think it's fun to watch you know my wife played college basketball um the nba is one sport that i have always thought maybe for the last decade now or maybe even 20 years now the playoffs should be straight playoffs up, should be straight up playoffs we're talking about playoffs you kidding uh, me they should straight up be one to 16 seating i agree because uh, dude it feels like every year the east is always the same story sweep 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 i mean the east is so top heavy it's, that it's just ins- it's just basketball and the way it is and the way that these guys are switching teams to create these superstar level-esque teams and you know combining dude it's it's one it's one of the few sports it's why hockey playoffs are so great because lower seeds don't necessarily mean you're going in and you're losing that series. Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. Um, <laughs> playoffs. Uh, I'm learning the location playoffs? of that key. You it's me? pretty much. It's pretty much. It is not always nine times out of 10. The higher seed is going to win just because of the nature of basketball. Yeah. There's five players. There's not. Yeah. I mean, obviously lucky bounces and good shots and things matter. But it's not like hockey where a bounce off of a off of a wall off of a player's back is going to go into the goal. And then that may be the only goal all game. I mean, it's basketball. You're going to score 120 points. You know, these guys are so dominant at shooting. I would love to see a real life fantasy version of a sport. And I think basketball would be the place to do it every season. So player we're talking Full rebuild of the sport, obviously. Never will never happen. Just every, redraft every year. Every, redraft every <laughs> single year. That every team be. redrafts their team, and uh, whoever came in last place gets the first pick. No more of the lottery Never bullshit. Count. And you, so LeBron's just moving every year. <laughs> oh man, it would be so dope, dude. Yeah, that way, yeah. So, uh, so good. Uh, you know, got some got some good teams. We might get an all LA West final. I'm cool with it, man. Yeah. Uh, I think I used to, I mean, I grew up liking the Nuggets just because dope ass colors, but yeah. I mean, obviously I'm a Celtics fan, but 
you know, I think uh, Celtics Lakers is all, would always be a great matchup. Hawks, baby, all ho- <laughs> all Hawks all day, dude. That, that, I, uh, when I was playing rugby with MTSU, we went to a uh, Hawks game, and it's a nice little stadium they got. Yeah, there, man. isn't it pretty new? Like, uh, I believe so. Up, yeah, it was, like, and it was pretty packed on. for like a midseason game. I was surprised at how packed it yeah, was. Yeah, and I think they really enjoy basketball in Atlanta. Atlanta's a decent sports city. If you're dude, not, yeah, hockey. I mean, if Atlanta's you're not a hockey. dope city in general. If you're not hockey, <laughs> it's a <laughs> yeah. decent sports city. I mean, because they're soccer team is dominant uh you know as far as fans go and obviously yeah. the team in itself but yeah, yeah I, I think mean, i've always thought atlanta doesn't get the respect it deserves as a city man like the here's the thing the it's re- the traffic bro <laughs> nobody wants to sit four hours on you know dude it doesn't matter what time you're driving through atlanta it, when you're going on vacation and you have to go through atlanta to get somewhere you're an idiot if you don't plan for what time yeah. you're passing through Atlanta. No, I've always thought that it is a perfect mix of like Los Angeles and New York. The traffic mix with I went there with my dad one time and I'm pretty sure someone backed into him. Like we were we were we he had he had a parallel parked, someone backed into him. The guy got out and like yelled at my dad. Yeah. And then like my dad got out and yelled at him and they just like went their separate ways. I was like, well, that South, was like- <laughs> baby. You know, I mean, you know, there's there's, you know, a certain draw to the south and you know the people so i i agree atlanta's fun atlanta's cool uh it's a you know it's a it's a cool city i i, I can agree with that but I'm a, you know just hawks baby all day yeah. all day dominique wilkins what's up <laughs> all right so let's get into our main uh topic of the day we're talking playoffs round two playoffs? round two review you kidding me <laughs> uh so in the east uh, some of these ga- some of these series have actually already finished uh, we've got Flyers and Islanders. That game is starts in an hour from right now. It has already happened, if you're listening. Uh, and I think the Islanders close it out tonight. But right now, the okay. Islanders are up 3-1 on up. the Flyers. Closest they've been to the Stanley Cup since 1993. I actually had two little Islanders tidbits. Uh, Anders Lee, you know, we were talking about him. Is he a superstar? Is he a star? What would you consider him? Second second consecutive playoff series he scored a goal in the first three games that's nice. a that's i mean that's a pretty yeah pretty nice little stat dude I mean, the islanders are look looking good, good. yeah they look good dude you know what's wild isn't uh you know dumb dumb shits on twitter saying oh if it's an islanders versus dallas uh stanley cup the, the hockey's gonna lose fans people won't turn in that i'm like i don't hockey fans will turn into the stanley cup no matter everything, who's playing man. everything that doesn't go exactly the way you want it to crazy Twitter fan is going to lose fans. <laughs> yeah. For, you know, I think my, I think my point um, on the, what's snapping my stick. Yeah. Is like kind of not directly points to that, but I mean, it's yeah. basically, and it had nothing to do with him wearing a Ranger sweater. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, just some fans are so dumb. Like that's the fun part about hockey is, Look, man, small market teams yeah. can come out and win. And, you know, it's. And I think uh, actually that having two teams like that, because here's the that. thing when you have teams like Pittsburgh, like when you have when you have a team that is genuine, or even the Blackhawks that is genuinely like kind of like disliked by a lot of people, they're not going to turn in. I don't think many people hate the stars. I don't think anybody really hates the yeah, Islanders. And I said small market team. Obviously, a New York team isn't small market. But when you are the stepbrother within a market. Soon um, to be the big brother, it looks like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would say even even so, Rangers are always going to be yeah. that, you know, that team. They're the they're playing. They play yeah. in MSG. They. 
Well, history might show uh, that they're both stepbrothers to the devils, though. If yeah. you look at Kyle, I mean, right. one thing, one time New York has ever been like stepbrother to New Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and even so, the, you know, Rangers and Islanders fans are like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cups. I don't think they were on Martin who. Uh, but yeah. So uh, last night, Tampa Bay closed up the series against the Bruins for one, which is really going to screw me in our fantasy pool. In the fantasy pool, yeah, for sure. Um, I've been screwed in that for, you know, when did the second round start? You know, yeah. no, I'm so sorry. When did the actual first round start? Yeah. I've, I've been done in that for uh, for a minute. Um, oh, how many points are you behind that? Uh, like 90. <laughs> uh, I think you're actually in the hundreds now that you're behind, to be honest. Uh, hold on. Bobby, I said I haven't been updating myself. Why would you do that <laughs> to me? Um, oh, no, yeah, you're 106 points behind. Yeah, so behind first yeah. <laughs> um yeah no uh so i've been pretty out on that but i uh tampa bay moving on looks good for my bracket yeah, my although bracket if the shot. although although if the flyers lose that's really gonna that's gonna hurt yeah. and if the uh but let's move out west the the golden knights are leading the canucks 3-1 and they play tonight yeah, i need if I have any luck at winning this fantasy thing, I need the Golden Knights to win because my two big hitters are still uh, Patches and Stone. Mm-hmm. So, and if if, if uh, Canucks come back and win, I, I'm like I might as well just give Davy the cup. Um, but then he's pretty he's he's spread pretty thin, which was a really smart plan on his, his part. Yeah, but it could also backfire if this next series uh, last night the Avs took it to Dallas, and currently Dallas leads the series three to two. I think. Uh, the Avs put up a five spot in the first period. I have two uh, two Avs players, and it seems like they score on every play. Yeah, Kale McCarr however, got me a lot of points last night. However, you have Kale McCarr, and Davey has Nathan McKinnon, so they are two. Those two are obviously also <laughs> scoring on every play. So it doesn't matter if it's a Ranton into Landeskog. You know, assist. There's McCarr's name. If just, McKinnon, <laughs> if McKinnon and McCarr also are getting assist for it so <laughs> yeah. uh but yeah but that's uh i mean i was surprised we talked about it dallas has the has the team and the and the makeup to turn it on when they want to turn it on yeah but like they showed last night they also aren't able to turn it on sometimes yeah that's true but i mean it's not like they got blown out i mean they're still goal scoring they're still putting up well, putting they're not going to blow it out last they got blew out last night it was like six four six to two i think six to three Maybe did don't they think you're right did they get all. did they get a trash time goal last night? Don't think you're right at all. I don't know if you're right or not. I'm just saying, you know, just tradi- just going with my gut and saying you're wrong as usual. 6-3. Okay. So, yeah, and I think it like if you look at the 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 time in which they took to score those goals, I think they they kind of took the foot off the 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 throttle in the third period. Sure, sure. I mean, but I mean, you know, yeah, you're but not, a, score, not as bad as a score, blowout as you know. Right, well, you're able to score three goals. It's not like you're not scoring goals. Yeah. Um, so I mean, but the Stars were up three one, and now it's three two. I mean, the Stars are the type of team that could go out and just dominate this next game, and it's like they never never lost um, this past game. They could also get taken to seven and lose, uh, it, it, depending on what Stars team shows up. And, I mean, what star power for the Avs show up. So uh, I'm very intrigued to watch the the rest of that. You know my rule in sports, game seven's all the way, baby. That's the that's that's where the money is in, in sports. So I'm hoping for a game seven here, hoping for two more game sevens. 
flyers for my bracket, but I wouldn't mind seeing the aisles go. I wouldn't mind seeing the lightning or the flyers go. I think any of the remaining teams, you know, as much as I wouldn't want it to be a different central team, because then we're going to have to hear from them. Yeah. I think stars fans are not as annoying as blues fans though. I'm not as worried about that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, not being from St. Louis is very helpful to that (laughs) fact, you know, uh, but but in all seriousness, I wouldn't mind the Avs winning it. If we're being honest, I would prefer the Avs over the Stars. If we're lining them up and nothing else is on the board, probably the Canucks. Although I'm really digging this streak of no Canadian Cup winners for a yeah. long time, so like <laughs> you know, it's hard to vote against that. Um, yeah, but I mean, I'm okay with really anybody left. The Bruins got knocked out, and that was really what I was just rooting for. Of not me, not them, <laughs> not them, them not winning. Yeah, you know, I feel like any of these teams haven't won a cup in a while. Um, obviously, the Golden Knights have never won a cup. Um, I, you know, I couldn't tell you the last time Canucks, Stars, Avs won a cup, 98 or something for the Stars, Probably, right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Flyers, it's been a while. It's seen, well, 2003, three? Three? yeah, I don't know. uh, Flyers were founded in 1967 and won consecutive Stanley Cup championships in 74 and 75, uh, first expansion team to do so. The team has then has since lost in six return trips to the Stanley Cup cool. Finals, 76, 80, 85, 87, 97, and 2010 against uh, the Bruins, right? Yeah, yeah. they, they lo- I think that was Lavi, Lavi's time there. Um, so, it's been a while, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the Weird. Corey Perry! Yeah, I don't like that sound. Wild. I think that I think the first read was a good one. Now, now I'm overthinking it. Outlandish. Each sixth chick sat on a stick. Little tongue twister. And downright dumb. You're kidding me. It's time for the joke of the week. This one is honestly just more aggravating than anything. Yeah, and I mean it's like already we already knew. Like, yeah, that. we already knew that internet providers yeah. and uh, cable companies were jokes. Yeah. Charter lies to the FCC says its customers love data caps. You know, I was just saying, I was just remarking to myself the other day. I wish I had a data cap. <laughs> uh, so their quote is contrary to stop the caps assertion that consumers hate data caps. The marketplace currently shows that broadband service plans incorporating data caps or other usage based pricing mechanisms are often popular when the limits are sufficiently high to satisfy the vast majority of users. So what you're saying is when people don't hit the data caps, they enjoy a data cap. <laughs> Thanks, Charter. Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. Customers do not love data caps. They accept them. That I mean, because here's the thing. They've been caught where, because uh, even Charter even uh, admitted that they- Real, real that, quick, can I read the first comment on this uh, news article? Sure. Um, yeah. Customers <laughs> love data caps as much as they love getting STIs. <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, anyway, so they've admitted that they have to do data caps in order to keep uh, pace with its competitors and and offering consumers uh, the kind of plans they are looking for. And they've also been caught that when you have a, like a, a neighborhood of people, if one person, say one person has unlimited data and they go over what they consider sufficient data, they then uh, throttle back the entire neighborhood. Yeah, because well, yeah. I mean, they can because... 
There's ISPs are allowed to just do whatever they want. There's no. Z- I mean, you remember when we, uh, we as a you know a, a country and taxpayers, you and I and everybody that was listening to us, gave money to these companies to install fiber internet and you know in all areas of the of the country, and then they just took our money and just didn't yeah. <laughs> just didn't you yeah. know i mean it's like you look at a at a place like chattanooga here in tennessee they provide they don't have like from what i understand they don't have like regular internet providers like the city provides internet yeah. and it's dope and you know like we all like, hey let's just team up and get internet because we can all agree that internet is a basic requirement for yeah. the world today and here's I mean, the thing like multi, many 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 studies peer-reviewed studies have shown that for isps if you want to uh you know to regulate network usage is not data caps but if a individual goes over the amount you you simply affect their individual performance not you don't data cap the entire area because many people don't realize that data capping means that like you're like you're you you're next to zero internet, right? You might get like point two megabytes per second, like, and then that just drives people to a different company, like, yeah. And I mean, and from what I also, I mean, I'm not, you know, I haven't looked super deep into it. From what I understand is, is that it it, it is basically no different for their cost level if you use like a hundred. Yeah, megs or, or gigabytes or one gigabyte. It's basically no difference to their cost level. It's just if they, I mean, we saw through the beginning of this pandemic when all these companies lifted data caps because yeah. they, you know, they had to do something to make it seem like they cared about us. And so data caps were just the only thing that didn't cost anything. And, and then, you know, like, oh, well, we got to put them back into place. Like, no, you didn't. You just want to. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's a, uh, I have a deathly hate for, for Comcast. So yeah, I mean, I use AT&T. Me and, too. I'm and a- like my, I like, listen, the, it's not that bad, but the two weeks that I dealt with Comcast for my mom's cause they do my mom's business stuff has made me appreciate, like, I don't appreciate AT&T cause I, it's a service. Right. I, I'm not thankful for them that they're giving me what I pay for. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it makes me appreciate a little bit that they're not complete dipshits like Comcast is. Yeah, some people hate AT and T. I really, I've never had I any problems. I hate their cell service. Their cell service, I do not. Never re- had. I've had yeah. Sprint since I was yeah. in seventh grade. So, so. W- Sprint back in the day was not gr- like they not were not great. But I mean, again, they, they've they've gotten better. But we left them a long time ago. If you, but live I'm at, at Verizon if, now. No, I mean, if I don't you, have much but, issues well, with now, Verizon cell service. Well, now I got you know access to AT&T or T-Mobile yeah. towers. Basically back in the day, yes, print was definitely the lowest level of the, of the major, here. of the major providers. Anywhere where you have, where there are more cows than people, you're going to have bad. You were going to have bad service, but I mean, for the most part now, I mean, there's some places you don't get decent service, yeah. but I mean, there ain't really many yeah. phone well, services. Honest, it's 2020. Like, you, cell, cell, provi- cell service providers are, you know, they're not having issues now. Like, they're, right. I mean, they're all about the same now. This isn't 2010. They're in it. They, yeah. They got what's up. So, yeah. What a joke, Charter. Your your whole business model is a joke. 
I hope somebody charters you a plane to hell. And not just so. there. It's the entire business model for all ISPs are garbage. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. But all right, let's not get too political. And but uh, let's uh, let's I didn't think hating internet providers was political. But you well, know, some uh, people uh, may it, make it nowadays that way. for sure. Uh, all right, so let's talk. Uh, we're talking Battle of the Five Armies today. Uh, we dove a little bit deeper in last week than we were originally going to, but uh, it's hard you know, not to talk yeah, about it's hard it because it's so dope. I mean, oh, such a good movie. Yeah, the two hour and 46 minute battle scene is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. And yeah, 200, two hours and 46 minutes is technically the time frame of the whole movie. <laughs> and 100% of it wasn't necessarily a battle scene, but it was pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for the most part, the whole thing was a battle scene. Dude, and the best part about that movie, I mean, I just watched it a couple weeks ago. I talked about watching it. The best part about that movie was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. And then you're like, three scenes later, you're like, oh, yeah. I forgot that dope scene. Just all of it, man. All of it was so cool, dude. Yeah, it's, <clears throat> it really is a great movie. The uh cinematography in it is amazing so good i mean fan thrandrill kills it uh lee lee yeah. pace is his name is the actor's name and i watched the um i don't know if you saw the youtube videos i sent you like kind of like uh peter jackson's blog that he made during the filming i haven't watched them yet. it's no. really cool um it, he posted them like before like peter peter jackson was like obviously everyone knew peter jackson lord of the rings but like youtube was still kind of in its infancy stage yeah so like these videos have less than like a million views and but they are so cool. It's like um just a camera guy following him around, talking to other people on set. Um, it's showing like Lee Pace, the guy who plays Thranduil, when they gave him his swords for the first time, he nat like they wanted him to have a different Master style. In it. Yeah, like and he like literally just took it down to his side and they were like, What whatever what is that? Well, they were like, What you just did? That was because originally they wanted him to have a different fighting style, and they're like, Whoa, that 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 flows a lot better for you. And he just kinda and he like studied more like elvish movements and stuff more than like anybody else on set. It's, I don't know. I didn't know I before watching this movie, I had I had zero idea that it was even possible. For somebody to be prettier than Legolas as a dude, you know, <laughs> I mean, really do because you sit across from me every week. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, you think the bar would be pretty low. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, dude, he does such a good job and like. You can see him as Legolas's father, but dude, you can just feel like honestly felt like up. Yeah, he felt like a king, dude. He yeah. felt powerful. Even though the you know actor's like saying? ten years like, younger than Orlando Bloom, he, but so yeah, he, ju he, he you just you just felt his presence in every yeah. scene that he was. And it was on, really cool. Dude. So when they originally were, they didn't really have anybody in mind when they because the role of Thranduil was so hard originally to cast. Like it's such a specific look, mm -hmm. and so when they came across Lee Pace from some other movie they did, they originally had a whole different st like style style that they wanted to go with. And they, when they got him, they realized they had to change everything because it was more like, okay, let's do, let, let's work with what's best for you. The crown was like a lot bigger. Um, the hair color was a little bit different. Um, but yeah, it was, it, he killed it in that movie. I think he uh, is probably the, 
the most underrated in the the Hobbit series. I I, I agree. He did such a good job of of cap- uh, captivating something that you didn't really get to see throughout the whole first whole the whole first uh, trilogy. The woodland elves and like what they were going to be about and stuff. I mean, you got to see Legolas, but as you can see throughout the Hobbit series, Legolas is very different from his dad. He is, you know, he was willing to, he wasn't arrogant. He didn't, you know, just, I'm the prince of the, of the woodland realm. And so I'm better than you. He, he, they were very different characters that you could see like, this was the perfect version of like opposites from the dad to the son because he didn't want to be his dad. Yeah, but at the same time, it was really cool seeing, and this is a testament to both Tolkien's writings, Peter Jackson's directing and Lee Pace's acting is that Thrangel came off as like an arrogant, mm-hmm. but not the villain. And no time no, did you think this is I, a bad guy. Like that is you such want, a perfect, the moment just, they released, like the moment they kind of expositioned it where those are his jewels that he won't like, like those were his family's jewels. Ha ha. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like they were his wife's like, okay, you knew like, okay, the, he's not, he doesn't want to just steal these gems cause he likes pretty things. He, like he, he, it was it, exactly as you said, he was able to, he never made you not like yeah, him. Cause like, obviously like it was a, an immortal being <clears throat> is going to be arrogant. Well, and he was so, and, and you could tell his, his selfishness was not selfish for him. He's like, I'll just look like the bad guy to do what, what I think is best for the, for the elves yeah. in my realm. And so, and you could see um, a lot more racially selflessness when it comes to Legolas where it didn't matter. You know I mean? He has his things, you know, his feelings with dwarves and his, and his back and forth. And we see that with Gimli and we see that with the elves coming in, but, at no point did you think that Legolas thought he was better than the men that yeah. he was fighting with. I really or, hope that in the Lord of the Rings series on Amazon, they at least touch on Thranduil's fight with the Northern Drake that burned him, dude. Yeah. That would be dope. Yeah. I mean, just, and so that would, that part of the discussion is just with one character. Yeah. So I know you brought it up last week. Why, I mean, do you want to go ahead and bring up the dopest scene? Yeah, so again? my favorite scene, you originally thought it was when like uh, uh, when Dane showed up, but when Thranduil is, when they're going to protect uh, sit the city. The women and children. Yeah, and he's rolling in and is, I guess, a moose, an elk? Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like, it's like a milk. It's yeah, like a, a milk. elk. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, with his antlers, just scooping up dudes. Well, he scooped up, what was it like? Seven or eight dudes. Yeah. Like, um. And he picks up all those guys and he just sw- uh, swipes their head off. Just like it was like 12 of them, dude. Yeah. That, I mean, that that takes a mega strength, dude. Yeah. <laughs> or a very sharp blade. And that dude. And then, then, you know, the elk goes down, like you said. The milk. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And then just comes up battling, yeah. dude. And what I love a lot is the little details where, you know, when um Legolas fights, He's definitely, you know, showboating a little bit, little, yeah. a little extra flair. Yeah. Thranduil, he's, Finesse, he's been around dude. a lot longer, dude. He's like, all right, I'm going to get a little tired. So let's just make this efficient. He is well, probably the most efficient killer in all of Middle Earth. I, I, from what I've seen, no showboating, no, almost doesn't even look like he's exerting himself. Just killing, dude. What about my boy? And, you know, that was, that was dope. And we'll get back to the big battle scene. 
let's move into the little battle scene with, you know, my boy Gandalf almost dying. And freaking Galadriel and um, Sauron oh, and, and, Elrod. Uh, and Elrod just show up. So and, was that know, in Battle of the Five Armies or was that in... No, that was... That, yeah, that was Battle of the Five Armies. That was when... For some reason, I could have sworn I thought that was in second, but I think you're right. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's right. when Galadriel banishes yeah. Sauron to the east. And then, you know, Sauron's like, don't worry about it. I'll handle Sauron. <laughs> yeah. It's like, great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We appreciate it. You know, like, dude, but like, just like when they're battling the, um, the ring race, what becomes the ring race, just battling them, dude. And dude, you know, she's like, dude, ass, they dude. were, yeah, exactly. Cause you don't get to see him through the, through the Lord of the Rings trilogy, such a crucial part to it. And Rivendell plays such a, such a big role. Dude was also a, a badass, dude. Yeah. You know, like, so that scene was cool because they were just, bing, 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 you know, it's like, oh, do you call, I forget what the line was, but it's something of like the nature of like, you need some hell, you know, like, <laughs> just like something like that. Like, yeah, so that was super dope. Um, and I loved the, you know, Radagast. Do you think that they like before, like when they're coming in there, because we saw, that to go up there, there was really only like one way up up that in, entrance into that castle that they then took him and said, hey, hey, let's make our entrance dope. Let yeah. you come in from there. I come in from here. Should we let I guess you wait and come in and a little bit <laughs> right. like we need to get this entrance. Awesome. Yeah. Like they're like, uh, it's like, should we let him almost die? Be like, yeah, yeah, obviously. It's like, wait, wait, wait. We need a cool catchphrase. So everyone, <laughs> let's brainstorm some catchphrases. Yeah. So we know yeah. he's been sitting in that cage for a while yeah. and we could have saved him like last week, but we needed a sweet catchphrase. Right. I mean, you know, obviously it's like, oh, should I just go ahead and go up there pretty immediately? And so Galadriel can help fight. Uh, and they're like, no, Radagast, you need to come in at the very last moment to take him off with your rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, they get, he gives him the gives him his staff. Staff doesn't even work, dude. How's this dude even a wizard? Okay. He has like animals living in his hat and stuff, man. Like, you know, obviously appreciate it, bro, I guess. But like, not really, because the only time also didn't really understand that. The wizards very rarely use magic to help out in the battles. You know what I'm saying? Like, very, very rarely. And the one time that he was going to use it against this big troll thing wouldn't even work you didn't you didn't do a test run beforehand i know he said you got to twiddle with the top and stuff but i feel like i would have just been like all right well i'm gonna go you know do a little bit of practicing just with the, <laughs> just to see you know just to get that right spot with it uh i think they did a great job with the you know thorn dragon sicknesses the sickness portion yeah of it. you know they did such a good job and he he would did a really he was a really good actor oh uh, yeah playing playing thorin uh did a really good job with that obviously martin freeman killed it and you know that line i took it you know i took the uh, <laughs> i took it as my 14th share of the <laughs> it was my 14th share of the uh of the treasure so uh but yeah i mean now kind of getting into when the dwarfs show up, yeah, dude. dude. As much as I'm an elf guy, dude. As much as Billy I'm an Connelly elf guy, is so dope. Hey, man. can you can you guys do me a favor? <laughs> I don't know why I'm you know Spanish on my <laughs> you know he's obviously like Irish, but 
He's like, can you just saw it off? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, and they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna do that at all. That was not, you know. I also liked how they had, you know, in that scene when they all turned their their ranks, how they had like the the farmers and stuff just right up front. Right well, up they front were supposed the to battle. not be in the front until yeah. Well, sure, sure, but you feel like, hey, just shift back, guys. Like, obviously, you know, I mean, they, they were in front of the freaking milk. Okay, <laughs> they're in front of the moose, you know. But dude, the arrow things. Yeah. How friggin' oh, how Dude, I love Th- face. He's like, oh, oh, shit. Also, you know, like, again, this dude has been alive for way longer than anybody has ever been alive that's at this battlefield. Well, maybe not Gandalf, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't know about these things. I think they were like, new. They had relatively like new inventions. Because it's also been probably several hundred years since they fought in battle. Sure. So, yeah, sure. I, I think that they probably made leaps in technology. They're like, they're like... The, you know, the, the dwarves are all sitting around. Like, also, Thrandril is the Wood Elves. I don't think they had many fights with the Iron Hill Dwarfs. All, yeah. Their fights all would have mainly been. Dwarfish. Yeah. They, so you can't just lump them but all still, in. But still, you would think, hey, you know, word on the street is they got these dope spear thingies. <laughs> <laughs> that Something tells me the dwarves well, are a little better, bit closer to the chest with their R&D department. I love how they just went with the. You're like, okay, well, let's shoot a second volley of arrows. <laughs> well, he probably thought, okay, he definitely doesn't have another set of those. Yeah, I mean, but like, you know, like ultimately it's only like a stick, yeah. <laughs> like a big stick with like swingy things on the side. He, Super uh, dope, dude. They probably were out there. Then he was like, oh, we don't do a third volley because uh, we're screwed after this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, those things were crushing them. I mean, yeah. But then, you know, and then the orcs show up a dude, all those dwarfs just turn and run like. Set up their Dude, battle. I love thing. that they, there is not even because you know in a lot of movies they would have been like, oh well, let's argue a minute, then go right, fight. It's right. like not even it's like, like it's nah, like nope. Dude. We know what we're doing. They Look, all fell in the ranks. I'll kill you in a minute, bro. Yeah, that's an orc. And the, okay? the, I love that the dwarves were like, mm, we're not even going to wait for orders. We're just yeah. going. Well, and then and then Martin Freeman, Bilbo's like, are the elves not going to fight? And then the next scene, they're in front of the dwarf shield uh, shield wall. Yeah. And then just those elves come flying over the top, dude. It was just wave after wave. You know, and like, if they weren't in the heat of battle, you got to think. The dwarves have got to be a little upset by that. They just got stepped on. It's like, bro, are you friggin' kidding me? But although they may not have even known about it, because Dane... Like, 80% of his fighting style is just headbutting people, yeah. dude. Like, what? <laughs> like, he's like, like, dude, that guy has a helmet on, man. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know that when they go through fighting school, the dwarves, they're like, okay, now the moment your belly passes your your nose, you then have to do the belly bump. <laughs> yeah, well, and seeing, like, the thing, and, and, you know, when finally Thorin gets over his dragon sickness and they all rush out, and, like, Bilbo's like, the dwarves are rallying and Gandalf's like, they're, they're rallying, rallying to for their, their king. king. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and so they, there's that whole scene where Dane and Thorin are like fighting and they're yelling at each other, but they're still having to fight. And they just have like a whole, like, you Three, know, like, like a minute oh, to just hug. Hey, buddy, how's it going? Pow, just hitting people and stuff. I would like, love to see a fan edited version where they do that and they both just take like arrows to the face. And, you know, and then they got those big, uh, those big orc troll things that are like, while very in 
orcmane. I don't know if that's the word. Inhumane. They have that like. Yeah. The they have chain. them like stabbed in their eyes and oh, they just pull them. You know what I noticed just, for the first time was their legs, dude. The legs are just big maces. They don't even yeah, have feet. Yeah. They, yeah. They got maces on their feet. And so uh, when that just when seemed Bofer, unnecessary. Like, because here's the thing. If that troll's stepping on somebody, he's already killing them. When Bofer tosses him up, he, go, he gets thrown up onto the, onto the, uh, onto the or. And then now he has control yeah. of it. And he's like, this is dope. And then the scene where, you know, there was like six of them in a row. They're all like throwing that axe in the other people's head. And Beaufort has to catch it in front of his face. Like, come on, man. Yeah. How are you going to throw that at me, dude? Yeah. You know what I thought about the lot? Because I watched the uh, the battle scene again yesterday. Did at no point during the entire standoff, did nobody notice them building that big ass flagpole on on uh, Ravens Hill? Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I was I was also very, you know what I was also super confused about? It's like this orc is like standing up on top of a hill like three miles away. He's like, you know, let the battle begin and stuff. And everybody just listens to him. They just hear him. Well, no, they've got the flag, the flag giving orders. Okay, yeah, he, I mean, the sure. guy, he tells the guy behind him, and then he has a, and the one guy actually has a horn for a different sound. Sure, sure, I, I get that. I mean, I get that they were doing the horn thing, but he's just saying things. But like, are you saying that like every couple minutes these orcs have to like now turn completely around and like look up on that hill well, I'm to sure see they, the flag? Difference? I'm sure that in orc combat they have a spotter in the back looking, keeping eyes on it. And then they probably, you know, or I mean, it, it was very sent. Now, yes, they were given pretty adva- like the fact that they, were, that that one arm going up meant kill the war machines. All right. War machine. Like, everybody I knows get basic it. commands like forward. Everybody back, knows it. Watch dude. this flank. Dude, it is just. Yeah, man. Just like and I feel like we could literally go. You said you watched the battle scene. So like I watched watch like three hours of the movie. <laughs> well, I watched it from pretty much. I watched it from the beginning of the battle to when they get up on the Ray on Raven's Hill. Dude, it is just, it was just every, you know, I mean, I feel like I could just keep bringing dope. I mean, legless showing up, dude, flying on the bat upside down and chopping off a bunch yeah. of heads, dude. Also, eagles? Yeah. They're like, again, we're late. And then <laughs> the bear showing up, like, yeah. who told you, who told the bear about it? And do you have an in with the eagles? Like, should we always sure be hollering? Yeah, should, but we, oh, we should just always holler at this guy to get the eagles to come, <laughs> you know? Like, better yet. Not only can he turn, he can apparently turn into a bear that takes no fall damage. No fall. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this bear. Because even the strongest bear, I mean, that bear's dead. He just yeah. got dropped from like a mountain. I think it's like the appropriate time that he changed. He was falling as the human. <laughs> and then he, when he was like 10 feet, he's like, now I'm going to change into a bear. And so the bear technically only fell 10 feet. Yeah. That's so how science that's works. Science. That's science right <laughs> yeah. there. You know, I mean, what? Well, I mean, just like so many. I mean, just the rush to get up to the the top of the hill, you know, I mean, and also what was very annoying was Thorne's battle with the, uh, with the, the, the defiler. Yeah. The defile. Like, it just seems like so many times, like the defiler should have just dropped that long, like that 30 foot chained rock. Yeah. Dude, you have a full sword on your arm dude and you are very clearly the better fighter here could have killed him like a hundred times and like thorn getting stabbed through the foot dude are you kidding me like you didn't see that coming he's a he's an orc he lived like when you like killed him the first time and you're just gonna like watch him well he's real cold yeah dude like what the yeah i mean that was like i mean 
Thorin dying was his fault. He yeah. was it was his own. I wasn't fault. even upset about that. I was more upset about Killy and Philly dying. Yeah, I mean they they did it because like, you know, they Philly obviously just got he got shredded, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got shredded and dropped like 30 stories. You know, and like for Philly to or for Killy to like try to like battle up like six stories to go avenge him, like, you know. He did a pretty good job of it. You know, I mean, for sure he did a good job, but obviously you were never like you should regroup. <laughs> should regroup as a team. Yeah. And uh I mean, you know, Toriel, is this what love feels like? Kill me or whatever she <laughs> yeah. said, you know, it's like, like it's been like three days. That's like a little much, dude. <laughs> like you don't even really know this dude. <laughs> Like he was your prisoner. Yeah, yeah. Like, you captured him. Like, <laughs> like, does every prisoner who just sweet talks you a little bit? Like, uh, but yeah, dude. So I mean, it was really cool at the end. Uh, you know, Dane becoming king was really cool. Yeah, that yeah. was cool. That was cool. And then I, I think even cooler is just you know, um, is Thrandriel and Legolas is like makeup. Well, that, but like him being like. It's like, what should I, you know, Legolas like, what should I do? And he's like, go find the ranger. He's like, go find the ranger. They call him Strider. His real name, you'll have to find for yourself. It's like, Next oh. time. You're like, you're like, that's Aragorn. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> he's for sure talking about Aragorn. <laughs> and so Aragorn was like a young 20 year old at the time though. Right. Because he's like 81 in the two towers. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, so a, he's yeah. like a youthful 20. Yeah. So, you know, what a cool movie, dude. So yeah. much cool stuff. I mean, we could talk so much longer on, on all feel of it. like I feel like you're you're going to have to like edit like 45 minutes of this discussion, <laughs> yeah. dude. It's so dope. not too bad. Um, so movie. next week we will be doing a battle royale. Uh, we haven't really discussed the rules. We might, maybe we'll do two, maybe we'll wait two weeks and do the battle royale and talk Black Panther next week and then come back with the battle royale. We're doing, we're, I think we kind of did. We were doing, because we, there was pretty obvious choices. You were going to choose Gimli. Yeah. I was going to choose Legolas. So there are team captains. Yeah. They're, yeah. Gagalus and Limley. <laughs> uh, Legolas and Gimli are, are going to be our team captains. And I think we said, no was smog. Six. No smog, because that's obviously a cheat code. But what did we say? Six. So it's however. A, so real it's quick. a seven on seven. Uh, mm, we'll maybe. Let's, or is it eight on eight? Maybe eight on eight. Yeah. yeah eight. Uh, or yeah, eight on seven eight. Seven picks with team yeah, captains. Yeah. But um, I mean, obviously no. But is smog a cheat code? I mean, he got taken out by a human. Yeah, but like that's you gotta have that special and like. Obviously, he was just trying to destroy a whole town. And yeah, yeah, so you know that that's the funniest part about us discussing the Battle of the Five Armies. We didn't even talk about Smog getting taken out while burning the whole city. That's how crazy that movie is. Also, what's funny is like when I'm when you're watching and like when they're doing the close up of him talking to Bart, it's it feels like he's like 30 feet away from him. Yeah. Then they zoom out and he's like like 500 yards away he projects like he's like not even talking loud enough like he's like not yelling like whispering him to himself he's like who are you you are nobody and Bart's like what i can't you you gotta speak up i'm so sorry i you know i can't (laughs) 
I there's there's a lot of flames going on. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think yeah, I think that's what we decided was team captains and then the seven on seven battle. Smog is a cheat code. I, I mean it just makes it too weird for a battle to include so, a dragon. Sauron, do, I feel like I feel like uh Sauron also needs to well, be. Well well he, he yeah, but honestly, like he never actually killed anybody. Yeah, but like, he was he was because we're taking them as they are in the movies. Yeah. So you get someone who can like order orcs around, I guess. Well, I mean, but if you get I mean under that that are under that argument he can order the ring he has yeah you know nine was it nine or eleven ring race that is at his nine, beckoning yeah. call so and i was gonna draft this guy with my first overall but i feel like he should also be taken out the balrog i feel like the yeah. balrog should also not be because i was like oh he's a that's clear not number really one. a character as much as he is a creature that yeah Gandalf so durin's bane is also out yeah all right and there, obviously, there might be obvious ones that when one of us drafts him, one of us might have to be like, hey, like wait uh, a second. Let's discuss like, You don't get it. a flock of eagles. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'll, I'll, I'll take the eagles. <laughs> like, Bear Man, totally draftable pick. Eagles, you're out. Like, yeah. you're not really a character, yeah. in my opinion. Now, is Gandalf point. the White and Gandalf the Gray two separate characters, or is Gandalf the White? I would say that there are two different characters, right? Yeah, I mean, I they essentially are. He doesn't even remember that he yeah. was Gandalf the Grey. So, like, you know, like, if you're like, oh, man, I need another wizard type of deal. I'm going to snatch up this guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would say they're different. Okay. All right. So, let's uh, move into what are you binging, bud? Um, I just doing a little bit of rewatch of the Mandalorian, man, because nice. it's coming out, you know, season October, two I think. still don't even have a friggin' trailer for the second season yet, dude. I'm a little uh, upset yeah. about that, but uh, I've been doing a little bit of rewatch, uh, there. What about you, man? You got anything good? You've been starting a new show called Inhumans on Disney plus. I've heard that's a it's, okay show. It's all right. It's okay. Um, I feel like they do it. So it's about the inhuman Royal family. Um, definitely could use a bigger budget. Yeah, they definitely make Black Bolt seem boy, like. Not, I was about to say, my boy Black Bolt's in it, badass, but not as badass as they could have made him. Right. Um, not, obviously not Marvel Strike Force. No, <laughs> but uh, Ramsey Bolton plays his little brother. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That's dude. all I'm gonna tell you. But it's actually real good. Um. Okay. So my what am I binging for drink? There's this. Uh, there's these. This brand called Chi Chi's. And it has like all these like refrigerated, like different versions of drinks. And so I got some of this orange cream, which is essentially vodka infused creamsicle. And sounds dude, delicious. It absolutely was delicious. The We got the pina colada as well. Not as good. I did see that they had like a mudslide, though, which Ooh. I'm very excited about, about, about trying. So. We might have to drink those when we're doing the uh, sim of the NHL game. Okay. Yeah. Some, you know, I mean, mudslides as coaches. That sounds uh, really dope. So, yeah. Yeah. Good um, yeah. I've just been drinking some Baltimore blonde, dude. I, you know, I, I bought very the, good. I bought the ones that like for decoration and I, I bought like an extra six pack. So I've been drinking yeah. like, a six pack, really good beer, you know, especially after, you know, working outside a little bit. It's also nice that the weather's starting to cool down a bit. Yeah. Like, dude, it's well, been raining nonstop. I don't but, even care about the heat, dude. It's just the, the freaking humidity, yeah. dude. The humidity's gone down, which is yeah. dope. So, and I don't think like this summer wasn't the worst. No, nah. but well, we've been inside most of it. Well, so. that too, but also like it's just been like not like no rain a lot of where I am, and so like it's just dry. Like there, it's like in Shelbyville, it's not you. Know, it's dry heat and like no clouds. So it's no matter anytime you're outside, it's straight. It's the, you're out in the sun. The Arizona of Tennessee. Yeah. Everybody, everybody says it. 
Bobby and Brandon are about to find out exactly what snaps their sticks. All right. I think we got some good ones today, buddy. Yeah, man. Um, I feel like they're both pretty good and things that snaps both of our sticks yeah. honestly yeah honestly. and i think they actually intertwine pretty well yeah yeah um, I feel like so i'll start together. us off the i'm never watching insert sport here again dude oh my they're God. the worst because here's the thing what people have been like for example many of the protests and sports have been now happening since like 2015 yeah and i've been seeing people say they're oh, i'm never watching the nfl again Yet those same people, I see them complain about their fantasy football uh, scores, or I can see them complaining about the Titans, the, or I see them complaining about other teams every single year, dude. The worst is when people are never watching the sport again, that they don't even watch or pay attention <laughs> yeah. to anyway. Like, like, I know you weren't watching the NBA, dude. Right, like, dude. Like, you have been, you have been adamant about not liking the NBA. Why do you care if they protest and don't play? You didn't even know about it if if the news didn't tell. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and I'm, I mean, mine is basically the same but different. And you know, I can if you don't want if you don't want this. Okay, so I'm just gonna people being mad at athletes for getting involved in politics. Okay, that's something that you know. I mean, these are grown ups that make a lot of money that can make their decisions. But it, my biggest thing is people that are mad at, at athletes for getting involved in politics up until the point it happens to be a, a, a athlete agrees with you. Yeah. That's my problem. Like, if you don't yeah. want politics and athletes and, and athletics, that's fine. I mean, I guess it's not really your choice type of deal to me, but like, I understand it. Sports are supposed to be sports and you don't want it to, you know, you just want to watch it, watch the sport. But you're the same person that is touting what, oh, well, this guy said this. Yeah. And I agree with it. So now like it's Tim, okay. Like they had no problem with Tim sports. Tebow giving his personal opinions about things. Right. But yet, you know, or in just the and other, listen, it works for my, both my sides thing too. Is, right. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to, Tim Tebow is the perfect example because one side Oh, I just don't like him bringing up all his God and all the, you know, being so Christian or just has to talk about it all the time. And then being pumped about, you know, how politically involved LeBron is. Yeah. Either you want religion, either you want to be able to have these athletes have their religion and their, their political beliefs in sports. Or you don't. Yeah. And here's the thing. Nobody's saying you don't have to like, I no. like I don't like I dislike Tim Tebow because of things. But at no time did I say, oh, Tim Tebow shouldn't be using his platform to say what he wants. Right. I made the decision. That's, I don't like Tim Tebow. I, I want to be very clear that you're allowed to disagree or, you know, I mean, I understand how things work. Somebody says something you don't like. You find yourself having a distaste for them, even if you don't really want to type of yeah. deal. I get that. But and then being bad is, at NFL football just made it easier. But the thing <laughs> is, you know, like it was never for me. You know, I'm not a big Tim Tebow fan. It was absolutely not him being religious or wearing his religion on his sleeve. If we're being honest, Tim Tebow doing what he's done, like that is literally what his religion tells him he should do. 
he should highlight this to people and, you know, try to spread the word. And so that's all good. I hated him because he played at Florida. If we're being <laughs> honest. If we're being honest, all things considered, he played football for the Florida Gators. And I have an inherent hatred yeah, for you. That you definitely counted into why I didn't like him. And so like, so yeah, I, I, you know, you don't have to agree with everybody. But don't be that guy that said that tries to frame it as I just don't want sports to be political and then highlight the guy that yeah. agrees with your. But point. I also want to point out, you know, you said you kind of understand what people are like, oh, you know, sports is supposed to be an escape. I am on the opposite side of that. Like the literally the entire point of, of a protest is that it's it, it, it is inconvenient because a protest that's convenient. It's not a protest. Like, so yeah, sure. like well, the get, fact you're that you're getting more, you're getting deeper into the specifics of what's currently happening. This has been happening for forever. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is like, if you know, if you're okay with one side using their platform to spread their point, then you need to be okay with the other side doing the same, yeah. doing the same thing. Like no one is sitting here saying agree with this guy. But at the same time, these guys make millions of dollars. They can do whatever they want to do. You don't have to agree with them and you don't even have to like them talking about politics. But I also don't want to see you highlighting that guy that agrees with your point because you're defeating your purpose of of what you're saying is it turns out that you actually don't disagree with politics being in sports. You disagree with yeah. things you disagree with. Because I never see people sports. who are against a lot of the stuff going on call out Jerry Jones when he says something like when he's right. like, yeah, they never tell Jerry Jones, oh, stay out of politics, Jerry. It's, exactly. Oh, hell yeah, Jerry. Exactly. I, that, I, that is what I want to. And, and like you said, this is this happens from absolutely happens from both sides. So I am. Yeah, not, I am not making a political point here. I'm saying be consistent with what you're saying. If you believe politics shouldn't be in sports, then I don't want to see you touting something political. The other side said, and hundred percent, both sides are are absolutely. You know, I don't. I can't see any other point of view. My point of view is the only right point of view, and therefore, this guy saying what I like isn't political, and so I'll tout it. But this guy saying something I don't yeah. like, it's now political and I'm going to denigrate it. Yeah. And that's why I make it easy for myself. I'm all about bringing politics into sports. I mean, it's it, it, and it's core. It's political. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's exactly as we said. There's been folks from both yeah. sides that have been absolutely crucified for. Yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily agree with it, that, but it's not something that I necessarily think yeah. that he should be crucified for like it should be i disagree with yeah that, i mean you know? at its like, core like, think about it at its core like the reason that sport is in that city to right. begin with is politics because they want the taxpayer absolutely. money from me well i mean you know if sport if there was no sports if there was no politics in sports that team wouldn't come to that city like you know lebron is is uh one that gets called out a lot very you know political and he has his opinions and people hate him because he has his opinions. Kurt Schilling, very the opposite yeah. side political. You, and, I, you never see comments under a, a Kurt Schilling article. Oh, he should just keep his politics out of sports. Go, right. just, throw, just throw the ball. Well, you Kurt. do. You absolutely do see that. 
but it's from the opposite side. It's both sides are just, oh, I'm okay with this, but I hate LeBron. I'm not, a, I'm okay with, you know, LeBron, but I hate Kurt Schilling. He shouldn't say, and so what like, I'm you don't see problem. it from the same people. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're not, they're not going on, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. 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 You're going to have comments of both sides, but like, you're not interested in saying it to either side. Like that's, I just hate that. And yeah. I feel like it's so, so hypocritical. So. Uh, my non-sports predatory male call commercials, dude. We touched on it slightly last week, but when it comes to mind, is sounds like you're talking about male prostitutes when you say that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, but like reverse mortgages, dude. Like, to, like there's a commercial that I see all the time. Like Tom Selleck trying to like convince, like trying to like be predatory on old people to get them to like do reverse mortgages. Um, you know, it's it's loan sharks or. I got for the first time. I actually got a re- one of those ridiculous emails that I somehow didn't get into my spam folder. It's like, "Hi, I am a princess, bloody blah. I am looking to give my fortune to someone overseas." Hey, don't talk too bad about loan sharks. Yeah, we got you know we just got the Dynasty League trophy, and a couple folks still owe me. So I told them it's a two and a half point vig on the on the twenty bucks that they owe, and that's per day. Yeah, and then interest gathers on the interest so yeah i'm gonna be rich dude like, no, and i get to keep the trophy yeah. all year bro i get to keep the trophy all year until so. it comes to me next year yeah i'll let you clean it after <laughs> i win after i win it the second time if it makes you feel better oh cmc is about to get that trophy for me baby oh, okay he's gonna carry it to your house so you can clean it and then bring it back that seems <laughs> that seems odd bobby it that seems, seems nice odd <laughs> blood sweat and beers Dynasty trophy will stay in my house for the next 19 years. So, <laughs> uh, so why don't you tell us your non-sports things that are on sale? And I say that in air quotes, but are actually just regular price after being marked down. Like you'll have like the sticker thrown on top, like slashed prices. And it's like only nine 99 now from, uh, down from 14 99. But if you pull the sticker off, it was always nine. Yeah. Where's me at? Like, it seems like that's worth that's like way more work than it's worth than just crossing out the nine ninety nine and doing like nine fifty. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a little cheaper, but you're definitely probably going to sell a few more of them. And the then prices, again, the, the, money the dumbs, th- yeah, the dumbs. Not to mention the money you're spending on that sticker. Yeah. Yeah. The sticker right there. <laughs> I mean, you know who's really bad at that is the game Strike Force, dude. They do this thing yes. all the time, like not ninety percent off, and like they'll have the same offer like two down yeah. for like the same price, and it just says like thirty percent off. Yeah, be like, <sighs> like they thirty percent off of whatever number we put in on the yeah. top. Number. Like they could literally just go and be like a hundred and fifty percent off. <laughs> yeah, this is a dollar now. It used to be $12 when we just made up the price. <laughs> this used to be $5,000 and you can have it for 99 cents. Oh, man. But, good right. episode, bro. Yeah, good, good episode. episode. Uh, we will see you guys next week and uh, Wakanda forever. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Pox Out Podcast. To see what other ridiculousness the guys are up to, check them out on Twitter and Instagram at Pox Out Pod.